Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. Uh, we're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host uh, of the Huddle. Coach, yes. yes, all right. <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Miami Hurricanes, yeah. You know the name already. It's Merced. Ha ha. It's the Six Rig Game Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. You see the Six Rig Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane that's never still put a damage to the What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Six Rings Canes basketball show. Co-host Matt with me. Uh, Matt, we, we had a... We, you weren't here last week, man. I'm going through withdrawal after I was talking to you like three times a week last month. I know. I feel bad. I left you guys high and dry. I completely forgot that um, my fiance's little sister, it was her like end of year banquet for basketball. And uh, I'm the one like training her. So I felt, you know, I had oh, to no, be you there. made the right call, but we're still going to yeah. be for it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know. <laughs> I mean, this, I, is, this is the game you signed up for, man. Yeah, that's exactly what I signed up for. But shout out to her because she uh, she ended up winning uh, Defensive Player of the Year for nice. her team. So so uh, major shout out to her. I'm trying to get her, you know, at the level where, you know, she's getting recruited and stuff. So hopefully we get there. Maybe, you know, maybe we, we, goes we, to place we, for we Miami. Do, we, we do have an in with the coach if you if you saw last night show. By the way, we're called the Buckets Show now. I don't know if you know that. The show the Buckets. Now, buckets. It's just That's Buckets, awesome. not The Buckets, just Buckets. Oh, just Buckets, yes. straight up uh, K- Katie Meyer named it, so we're going to go with that. I love it. I love it. We I asked mean, her I Buckets the show. on the court, too. So. She said Buckets. We're Buckets now. Our basketball coverage for Six Moves Kane is called Buckets. Yeah. Um, awesome. Speaking of your fiance, though, before we pivot to basketball, 10 days, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to start calling her something else than fiance in 10 days. I know. So we have, we have dance lessons we've been doing. And so we ramped those up. So we've been doing them two hours, two times a week. So I did them last night. And then on Monday too, we've been doing bachata. So it's been going better, better. I'll say not well, but better for me. You know, she's, She's a natural. She's better at it, but your boy does not have the natural rhythm. So. Hey, but man, you, you, you're doing the Latin dances. You're, you're embracing your Miami side, even though you're not from Miami. You know, there's a little Miami in all of us, I always say, and, and you're embracing that. So uh, exactly. So there you go. It's, it was a natural it was a natural move for you there. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 been a lot. So, uh, you know, thank thank you guys for holding down the fort with everything and stuff. So uh one day one day the dream we we will get all three of us on here together (laughs) i know the trio right yeah the the triple threat right yeah some yeah we're still trying to come with like a a, a pun with oh wait here we go (laughs) we're sort of all here oh 
you know how you're just talking about like how many views you guys were getting this month or whatever yeah. it would definitely go down we do not want that <laughs> we do not want to see that oh, i don't know i don't know it could go viral also it's oh that's true through. but melissa we're still going through your box of crap like that's happening um she's got maybe a box should, of maybe stuff maybe i should uh she used to take the Coach games L. oh you should definitely do that that would go viral there um, we go and, and then Melissa will have to figure out who we cheer for. Because I mean, we got to support our boy here. But, you know. It's yeah, no. I, just, uh, I wouldn't blame you. Uh, no, I still I got to back you. You're, you're, oh. you're, part of, you're part of the Six Red K's family. So we got to back you. You know. There we go. Respect. Yeah, you got to do that. Um, all right, man. Let's get to. Well, actually, before we do hoops, let's do a uh, sponsor real quick. So I'm definitely going to forget. As I'm sure I'll be rushing out of here for the Formula One show. But sponsor is Price Picks. Uh, so if you go to pricepicks.com and enter the offer code FIVE. That is the word five. Um, you can see it scrolling across the bottom. Um, and you deposit up to $100 will be matched uh, by Price Picks. If you use the offer code FIV, Price Picks is a way for you to uh, gamble responsibly on, on sports by betting the over under on stat lines. So you pick two to five players. They'll be for various stats uh, line set. You pick over or under. If you get them all right, yeah, you win some money. And the more um, players you include, the more money you'll have the opportunity to win. So that sounds appealing to you. Go to our uh, sponsor, prizepicks.com, enter the offer code FIVE, and we'll match your first deposit up to $100. All right, man. Time for some hoops talk. All right, so a couple of things. Let's start with uh, before we ship to the portal. Um, so both Nigel and Norchad's names are in the draft. Now, yeah. they they retained their eligibility. We th- well, Norchad definitely did. Nigel didn't say anything. <laughs> so, yeah, I, so do but, we but, view that as like a negative thing? Because in my opinion, it's well, like okay. okay let's, start with, gonna... let's start with Nigel then. So like, okay. he didn't he didn't say anything at all. It's just that the NBA releases because the deadline is now passed to to put your yeah. name in, and he was on the list of people that put his name in. So that that yeah. is all we know about Nigel. Um, so I guess I'll let me throw that question. I think you were trying to ask me back to you. How do you how do you read that situation? Yeah, no, I I just read it as he's doing it to get feedback, like a lot of players do, and that he has every intention of coming back to school because I think both you and I can agree that if he wants to elevate draft stock, he needs another year. And, you know, this coming season, I kind of see it similar to the Jordan Miller type uh, situation. He found his groove kind of later into the season and started really getting going uh, more of a consistent score as time went on and, you know, have more of an established consistent role next season to really build up, you know, that, that uh, draft stock. Yeah. And Melissa's chiming in with the don't panic. Yeah. Which, which I agree with. I, I actually think, so the fact that he hasn't said anything actually makes me more comfortable. He's coming back. I think he would have said something. Like, if he was, like, even considering it, was like, yeah, I'm putting my name in. Like, he didn't even do an announcement. It does really feel like he's just going through, wants to go mm-hmm. through, like, the process behind the scenes and come back. Also, not that it's everything, but he's on the payroll for another year for 400K. So, yeah, <laughs> this thing was, uh, that everyone threw around the $800,000 number, which was accurate. It came from John Reese directly, so we can assume it's accurate. But it was a two-year 400K per contract. It wasn't an 800 up front, so... He'd really have to think, yeah. I'm going to get... Because there are options, right? Some people are just done with college. You can go make a lot of money in Europe. 
you know, that any normal person would kill for that kind of a salary, right? So I totally understand that some players leave, like, I'm not going to get drafted, but I can go play professionally anyway. But if you're getting 400K here, I mean, that's setting the bar pretty high for what you'd have to make next year to warrant it. So, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty comfortable. And can I just say one thing, too? A lot of times when people talk about, like, going to play in Europe, they don't realize, like, the harsh realities of it. I have a few friends that play professionally in Europe. I know a former, I've talked to former Miami players that, you know, play in Europe either currently or used to. And, you know, there's a lot of problems playing in Europe where like, maybe you don't get paid. You know, the, obviously you're out there yourself, unless you decide to bring your family out there. Or, you know, you are, if you're a younger guy, then it's not necessarily as big of a deal. You know, I'm sure it's great, you know, to go live in Europe, but you know, it's a struggle and it's a different kind of grind. You know, so having that guaranteed money, like with NIL as well, that's like a major thing. Yeah. And, and even that's part of the the draft evaluation, because we use Europe generically. There yeah. are some leagues that are high end leagues where you will definitely get paid, where you'll be treated well. And then there's other leagues that are also in Europe where you're sharing a room with five guys. And, you know, like, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, those are all Europe. So, um, yeah. you know, depending on which. <laughs> which level in Europe you're able to get into. Like if you get into the Spanish league or something, you'll be fine. Yeah, um, but it's, some, it's all some of those, on some that. of those Eastern European leagues are rough. So yeah, I, I think, yeah so it's, there's, there's, they're not all created equal. What, yeah. One of my buddies played, I think it was in, I want to say it was in Greece and he was a really good college player. Like he was, he was on a team that was ranked in the top 10 and, you know, cons- average double digit points, you know, for him and then went to go play in Europe. And he always told me about the uh, the owner of the team. He would come in smoking a cigar and would like throw it at, at players or whatever, and was just crazy. And ba- basically, was like a mobster in a way or something. Um, and you know, he still hasn't gotten paid for a lot of the time he was there. Oh yeah, no, that'll it, that that that'll happen if there's not mm-hmm. if you're in a if you're in a country or a league where they don't where the league itself is not putting guarantees on things. The league has to enforce the ownership, and if they don't do that, then it can happen. I mean, you mentioned Greece a few years ago. There was a rivalry in, in soccer, and one of the owners came out on the field with a gun. Like, there yeah. is <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> – and Greece is not what most people consider, like, an uncivilized country. It's just that's – you know, like you said – I mean, you, you, you said this is definitely true, especially in some of these Eastern European countries – um, the sports and, and the and the mob are intertwined pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, and so you got to know who you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was Melissa should be proud of that tangent. Um, that we just I know. Hey, we got one in. That'll probably be the only there, one. There but... we go. Melissa. I don't think that's going to cover a whole show, but we got one in there anyway. You know, that's becoming a theme of buckets. Um, so, <laughs> all right. So let's talk then. So I think we're kind of on the same page on, on, on uh, Nigel. What about uh, Norchad? Yeah, I think to me, Norchad, I, I hate like I feel like I always bring up his name, but it's similar with Jordan Miller of last season, and that this year I felt like you didn't really see him like not to say that we had plays drawn up for guys, but a lot of his baskets and stuff were off offensive rebounds, more hustle things. I think that this coming season, if we see him, you know, because nothing's 100%, even though I do think he's going to be our starting our starting uh, center or whatever you want to call him, starting big man next season. You know, seeing him show off his versatility in terms of putting the ball on the floor, 
his ability to pass because that's something if he wants to play like um, at the next level, you have to have that versatility if you're undersized. You know, he has the athletic ability. He has the hustle. Um, he has a unique ability to just find the ball um, on the offensive glass and whatnot. So there's just some things that, you know, I think a lot of scouts just need to see, uh, you know, more of. Yeah, and, and you make a good point. I think it's hard to remember back, you know, not to last year with you. Before that, we made the Elite Eight of how Jordan Miller, he was a starter, was not a primary player because Moore, nope. McGusty, and Wong was where the ball was. Charlie um, Moore, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's hard hard to, you know, think back to two years where, yeah, he was – Essentially, his role was similar in terms, obviously, completely different players, but in terms of like yeah. role he had carved out was similar to what Wooga played this year. You know, the yeah. fourth option on offense, um, you know, get the secondary scoring maybe, but not really a primary player. And then obviously, Jordan Miller this year, like you said, was, you know, behind Wong, probably the, the person who ran the offense through the most, was able to show off a lot more of his game. And yeah, Norchad has that opportunity because we lost Miller and Wong. So, his opportunity to kind of step up and grow into that. The one thing I will say with him though, um, you mentioned he does definitely have that innate ability to find the ball on rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's, he's a, he's a rebound magnet. Um, but I do feel, and Melissa's brought this up plenty of times as well at his height, he's got to be able to shoot a lot better. Um, and I think he, ha- he can, I worry about, um, cause he actually, I mean, we all made fun of, you know, Anthony Walker for just, you know, having that confidence to jack up a three whenever he wanted. Yeah. Norchad okay. actually did a better job. a nice job. shot. You're right. That was my point. He actually, <laughs> you know, I would rather him shoot and, and he would, he made a few this year and, and his stroke was a lot more, I'd say, likely to go in. The, the issue I have with it is it's a slow delivery. Yeah. I think and, it, it and takes him got, a long time to get his shot up. Right like in his shooting pocket and whatnot, but like his follow through is really nice, and he has very very soft touch. Like if you look at his misses, it wasn't like similar to Anthony Walker these long misses or these misses that you could hear it hitting the rim, you know? Yeah. So I mean, that's what I look at. As yeah, a but he's then... just got he's got to pick he's got a he's got a quick in his release because it's just way yeah. too slow right now, and because he's not being guarded, so he can yeah. he has that time to line it up. Um, I will say this, I think before the Drake game, he hit like 10 in a row from the top of the key from three in, in warm-ups. And then, or it was, it was either that one or FSU, I cannot remember. But then like the first play of the game, I don't know if you recall, like a few times last year, the first play of the game, he would just shoot a three on the first possession. Yeah. I think it's because of that. Because he made every single one of the warm-ups that the first play of the game, the ball came, he bricked it. But it was... And I remember, I think it was against Virginia Tech where he made it and he opened the game with a three. And and I think he was kind of like, if I'm making these in Warbuffs first play of the game, they're going to leave him open. And I think for him, the adjustment, we're talking about the next level, you know, is is to to get the shot up quicker, you know, do a little bit more catch, catch and shoot versus, like you said, the, the way you phrased it was part of get into his shooting motion. He's very slow to kind of, he almost like lines it up. And then once he, his actual shooting motion is fine. And like you said, it's smoother than... I mean, in theory, if he can, you know, get a little bit of more uh, urgency, I would say in his in his in his catch and shoot, then he the stroke is there to actually be a good or at least a solid jump shooter. I just again translate that to the next level, though. That the NBA is all just shooting three pointers at this point. I mean, it's just, 
<laughs> especially at six seven, it feels like he's he's gonna have to get a lot better at that. And that's the one thing that concerns me. The valuation comes back that you need to shoot more, uh, and you need to shoot better, and you need to shoot at a higher level. That is not the role we have for him, and that that that's the one thing that would concern me if he you know, determines that this is not, you know, that, that he's not going to actually be able to develop his game in college because in college he's always going to be a big in the paint. Yeah. I think, I think too, I would say that if he can display just an ability to knock down that shot, like maybe not necessarily taking the highest volume where it's like one to two a game, and he like makes maybe two I would lean and he can make one or two. And then he has a couple games where obviously like you, you know, you get a feel and you can really knock him down. That's kind of what I think would help improve a lot. I don't think I would really want to see him take any more than that just because it's a completely different mentality. Like how do you go from switching to spotting up situations to diving and attacking the offensive glass? You know. Yeah, no, I agree. For us, it makes sense for him to be around the rim. Mm-hmm. For him, does it? For yeah. his for his his NBA future, probably not. He's not going to be able to play there in the NBA. So, I don't know. That's the only thing I'd say about that. Like, I don't know that his his whatever evaluation gets in the draft. I assume is going to you know be around his the stuff you mentioned to the ball handling and being essentially being able to play on the perimeter. Um, which means shooting, handling, driving. And he's kind of the opposite now. Um, now, he can't actually handle well well for a big man. And oh, he's yeah. actually very mobile on the perimeter for a big man. But the NBA, he's not a big man. <laughs> and that's where the – that's, I think, where the disconnect is. But I agree. I think he'll come back. I think he's just going through the process. So I, I'm not really worried about it. But I do wonder, like, how much – you know, if I'm in his shoes, how much is he going to be able to fix – his game address the concerns they have here or anywhere in college for that matter. Yeah, no, it's true. And does that hasten his, like, I'm just going to move on. I just don't see him moving on. You mean like transferring? No, no, I don't think he'll transfer. I mean, just staying in the draft. Oh, okay. I got, no, he definitely won't transfer because again, I think anyone at the college level, he can play center in college. I mean, it's proven that he made the final four. Right. And that is where, and because his skills are rebounding, he's actually a really good post defender too, because he, he's good at positional defense. So even for a size, it's hard to, that's how he holds up against much taller players in college. So he's a, he's, he's fine as a college center. He's one of the better centers in the ACC right now. The way he plays that position at his height is not a position in the NBA. He's a perimeter player in the NBA at six, seven. Yeah, um, and so my concern with him is not transferring. It's him going in the in the draft, getting an evaluation space. Like these are all these things that you're never going to be able to work on in college. Yeah. No, I still it's don't, true. I don't think he's going to get anything. That's going to say he's going to get drafted. That's not what I'm he, worried because I don't think he'll get drafted. To be honest. Yeah. No, I don't think he's he's at that level yet. Yeah, but I think so, he can be. So I'm not worried he's going to like see a draft grade that's going to be like, oh, I'm in the first round. Bye. I, I think I think it's more just like, you know, what are the opportunities to address his shortcomings in college? 
I yeah. don't know that there's that many. Um, but no, he's he's. I still think he'll be back because there is something to be said. I think one of the things we kind of tend to discount this analysis is there's something to be said about playing college basketball at a high level just as a thing. It's not all yeah. draft stock and money, and there is something to be said about playing the ACC a team that went to the Final Four and wanting to experience more of that. So I think that's ultimately a deciding factor for a lot of them. Yeah. So let me ask you then. Obviously, we talked about Omir, and we uh, we talked about Nigel Pack. How concerned are you about the transfer situation? We've been linked to a few transfers that you know have decided to go elsewhere or they haven't made a decision yet. What are your... What are your feelings? Towards- I mean, I'm I'm okay with it so far. Um, there were, I mean, we were mixed on some of the ones we were, um, you know, that we were rumored for. Like, I I know, I think you were probably higher on on Robbie Barron and that whole one day fiasco than I think Melissa and I were were last week's show. We just kind of been like, don't like. Yeah, it. you know what it was. I watched um, two of his games, like two of the full games, and. Um, he was a lot better defensively than I realized. And I thought he was more versatile on offense than Mustafa was because Mustafa to me was just yeah, literally that, that, just that, stand that, there that's, that's, that's Melissa's guy. Um, uh, so like, yeah, I don't know if you saw him try to drive in. It was really ugly to watch to well, be honest with you. Yeah. So, I mean, I know Melissa was really high on him. Um, I mean, some of the other ones, like, I don't know that we ever really had a realistic shot at heart. I feel like he was always going home. Came hard, yeah. So, I mean, so the only, I don't think any of them have come out where I'm like, I cannot believe we didn't get that guy. I think it's just the cumulative effect of, we were on 10 people's lists, and now it's Cleveland. Um, and it's kind of like, all right, where else? I think that's kind of more, it's not that, that um, you know, we, we, that we missed out on someone we had to have because I don't think any of the guys that we've been rumored for, we actually thought, oh yeah, we're getting that guy or, oh, we need that specific player. I guess other than, I guess we thought we were getting Robbie Barron for a day, <laughs> but uh, that wasn't our fault. That was because we were sort of like, we got to have that guy. It was more just, he was rumored to have said yeah. he's committing here. And, and, and I, I guess the other reason I'm so, but I, overall I'm not concerned. I'd love to get Cleveland in here, but um, the portal is still being filled with quality, talented players. And and the other thing, and then I'm going to throw the same question just asked me back to you, but um, um, Melissa brought this up yesterday as well. Coach L, you know, has been pretty candid saying a lot of players are throwing our name in there because they think we're the NIL school. And if they use our name and say Miami's interested, they'll get more money. So I don't know that, for example, um, some of them, right? Like Robbie Barron's going to an ACC school. Do you really think Mustafa Amzil could have gone to Miami but went to New Mexico instead? Like, really? That was re- he really had an option to come here and take a scholarship. Well, even Robbie Barron, he had Virginia, Miami, and then Virginia Tech, and he ends up going to Virginia Tech. Oh yeah, Virginia Tech. Sorry, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, so which which at least that's an ACC school, and I he, he's from that area, and he it was one of his finalists coming out of out of high school. I. Looking at someone that's going to pick New Mexico, yeah. As it like I I don't I at that point I don't believe he had an committable offer. He might have been like I apparently visited campus. He might have been like a Plan C or something. 
mm-hmm. you know, and then he had to commit to New Mexico because maybe they wouldn't have that sh- that door open for him a week from now, and, two weeks from now. But I, I can't imagine two. he was sitting there like New Mexico, Miami, New Mexico, Miami. All right, New Mexico. Like I can't. That's not. That didn't happen. He he visited. It wasn't it pretty early though. In yeah, the, it like, was during the portal time too. So, I mean, that's that's what you kind of have to look at as well. Well, let me ask you this question too. Then, in okay. addition to. Um, you know, answering kind of the question asked me in terms of how concerned you are. What do these visits entail? Do you know? Like what happens in a visit or yeah. I will be a hundred percent honest. I do not know. Cause I'm wondering, I've tried, do, I've do tried to find out some details. I'll tell you that, but I haven't cause, really cause gotten anything. Cause, Cause I do wonder if for like a transfer visit, do they work the kids out at all? I, I don't, uh, I don't think so. Okay, because I'm curious if they ever like bring a kid in there. I was like, actually seeing this kid in person. <laughs> oh, and they were like, ooh, I don't uh, know about this one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, Mustafa. They probably <laughs> no, just, just probably... well, not even using him specifically. Just no, generally, but... he's obviously a D1 basketball player. He, yeah, I doubt he wouldn't be able to do a workout. It's just more. Um, I'm curious if there's any like evaluation done with them on campus, or if it's really just trying to wine and dine them to convince them. To... I don't know. I can try to find out for you. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't think you would know, but I was just curious, like, how much of this is, like, is it really just they break down a kid's film? Because you're not really scouting. It's very different than high school. You're deliberately going to high school games and watching kids and all that. And then yeah. you're not really scouting other random D1 basketball teams in other parts of the country that are playing games the same time you are. I mean, yeah. you're really just using a lot of film breakdown in your coach's network to get information. Like, obviously, Coach Al is a huge network, so he'll, you know, just using, let's say, Robbie Barron, he'll have contacts with the Big Ten. He'll talk to, you know, other, like, opposing coaches. Like, he'll talk to, like, Jawan Howard and stuff and get information on him and that type of stuff. But Probably well, I haven't like, seen most of these guys in person ever, really. Yeah, I, I feel like cr- a lot of uh, are the transfers that we've gotten in the past, there's been some sort of, like, connection, right? Like, I know, I want to say Charlie Moore was somehow connected to Bill Courtney, our assistant coach. Um, yeah, and Coach L actually knew him. He had recruited him. Yeah, had like a, pers- a while back. Some kind of personal connection with him from way back, like when he was in high school, and they kind of kept in touch a little bit. And Coach L actually, when he went into the portal – Coach L still has phone number and he contacted him directly. Like right when, yeah. when uh, Charlie were at the port, I was like, do you want to come to Miami? Yeah. So it, it makes you think like, I mean, should we be, should in terms of me and you, like, should we be focusing on guys that have some sort of connection to Miami or loose connection or connection to the coaching staff as well? Cause there are guys in the portal still that, I mean, when there's this many guys in the portal, of course there's going to be guys that have connections to the staff, right? Well, one of the What's ones, one of the ones we talked about last night was was Garrett Glenn, who who uh, I think Garrett, his last name is Glenn, who uh, um, who uh, entered the portal from Michigan, was a four star from South Florida, um, didn't really play a lot this year, played 11 minutes total, um. <laughs> is now in the portal at Michigan. And that was our, that was our rash. I have no idea if we're interested at all, but that was our rationale for bringing him. I was like, he's from South Florida. So there might be, you know, we'll definitely know his high school coaches and all that. So. And um, then even someone, I know RJ Lewis, I think is from Miami as well. Right. 
so there, I mean, there's going to be local connections and then coach L's network is vast. You mentioned like, like Jordan Miller is from Mason. Um, I mean, which has Nicaragua and he's practically from Miami then. So yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> that's his area, man. Yeah. So yeah, there has been a little bit of a, a tie in there. All right. So let's, let's, we, you did kind of transition. I'd like, I'd love for you to answer the same question you asked me, which is like, how, how nervous or worried are you about the, I guess, let's just say generally the current state of the roster. Um, like if I did a one out of 10, like how concerned I was, I'm someone that doesn't normally panic though at all until it's like, okay, this is what the roster is. You know, I, I know there's a lot of people on Twitter that are very, you know, skeptical of what the roster is going to look like. They're just automatically assuming Nigel Pack is going to be gone and Norchad O'Meara is going to be gone. And this roster is going to be completely different. But to be honest, like I'm not really worried because everything that Coach L has shown he can do, how we work the portal, I just I could totally just seeing us land someone. This is just I don't know anything. Like two weeks from now, you know, we get some big announcement or like Matthew Cleveland commits to Miami or something like that happens. I wouldn't be shocked by it. I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm I'm not very concerned. Yeah, I, I guess I think it's just that we've had what four, five players leave now. Six? How many players are gone? <laughs> yeah, but we have to look at it in terms of like production, right? Like right, obviously, but... we knew Jordan Miller was going to be gone, right? And we you know, were pretty sure Wong would, and and he did. Yeah. So you look at it; it's Harlan Beverly and Anthony Walker are the main two, right? That in terms of production that are leaving, that were like, okay, they left. Um, but I think you and I both kind of agreed that they weren't significant losses. You know, the well, Beverly loss hit more. This is provided we actually <laughs> bring in quality replacements. Oh, okay. Right. I, I think that's, but it's like, not it, like they're irreplaceable. No, they're not, but I guess, so there's, there's a kind of a twofold question for you. Okay. So we obviously, look, we're, I was joking yesterday on, on our show about this. Um, we're obviously going to field the team next year. So <laughs> right now we don't have one really. Like we have, we have pieces of a team. So at what point do you get, because I, I, I'm totally in the same mind space as you. Like it's a long process here. We're still in April um, yeah. and coach out. And, and you, you know, we didn't know anything about Norwich. We didn't know anything about Jordan Miller. It's like when we got them, we were like, Oh my God, we got Jordan Miller wow, I cannot believe we landed this guy that, like, he's one of the best players in school history two years later, right? So, like you said, the coaches know what they're doing. Yeah. At what point would you start getting nervous? When's the deadline for... <laughs> Do uh, I, I don't have the dates in front of me, though. No. Maybe someone in the chat can, uh, can let us know. Uh, what the... I guess when's the deadline for them to sign with us? or to Yeah, to sign or... Because um... then... Doesn't the portal close again? Or yeah, is the portal the does close, but I don't think it's the, the football portal closes like this week. I don't think the uh, the basketball one. I think it's still open for a while. For a while, I think. But anyone in the chat, if you want to, uh... maybe I would start to worry when it closes again. I just it just depends how far out that is. Okay, so if we're I I, I can't I guess. The one thing we won't know is like, are we taking Plan Bs and Cs at some point? Like. I, we would, we would, because again, we're going to field the team, but mm-hmm. we won't have any idea if the, the guys coming in are the plan A or are they the plan D. 
Are you in? Yeah, I think we'll have some. Me and you are kind of smart, Vish. I think we'll kind of know that. Speak for yourself. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, it's hard to tell though, because again, like if if let's let's go back two years, right? And if we were rumored to get like you know players out of out of you know big power conference that got in the portal, name name Miami. Apparently, some of them visited campus. They all went elsewhere. And then we took some, like, tweener from George Mason. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible T-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Would we not be thinking that looks like we settled there because we couldn't get the guys we wanted? Except Jordan was obviously way better than anyone in the portal right now. And it's just kind of, I, I don't know. I don't, I think it's all confirmation. It'll be confirmation bias after the fact, really. I think it's so yeah. hard to, it's so hard to, to know because I mean, what McGusty came from Oklahoma, it's kind of the only yeah. big school because we've gotten a lot of transfers. Well, Sheldon McClellan came from Texas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sheldon McClellan did come from Texas. And uh, Angel Rodriguez from Kansas State. Kansas State. State. Kamari Murphy, Oklahoma State. Some of those are boring. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah sorry. Uh, but Yeah, no, but those are power schools. So, yeah, I guess we have. Yeah. Now that you're running the list down, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, they're, they're, I've been actually, it's also like we just go to the Big 12 because Nigel, too. So who in the Big yeah. 12 are we, uh, because we, we've done Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma Keith State. Keith Stone came from Florida. Sorry, yeah. I got to get it in every <laughs> you episode. Get the Keith Stone in. Well, so did Kenny Kaji. Shout out Keith Stone. There. Go there, too, with the Kenny Kaji, too. Um, oh, yeah, Kenny Kaji, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I, it sounds like we do do a lot of Big 12 uh, recruiting. What's his face? Did Morris commit anywhere? The Texas kid? Um, I don't think so. Does he want to start at shooting guard? Because <laughs> he definitely would. <laughs> there's still, I mean, I was, there's still a lot of guys that are, I, I think even, I, I mean, I don't know the, not saying the fit is great, but I know like Max Abmus, isn't he still in the portal too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys still in the portal. Like a lot of the, yeah. like, like a lot of the ones that went in actually at the very beginning are still kind of sitting there. I think like Dickinson's still in there too, right? I know you hate him, but all right, I shouldn't say hate. You're not a fan of his game. 
that made it sound very personal. It, when, yeah, when that it, made it sound still. I was like, yeah. I was like, like, yeah, I'm like a dark. Screw person. him. I hate I'm him. Throwing darts at him. Yeah. But, uh, no, I just don't think he game. fits. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Unless like, unless we're actually going to play Norchad at the four on the perimeter or something, which I don't think anyone wants to yeah, do. Yeah, unless we're going to shift how we play. Yeah, so, but, but I mean, I don't think he's committed anywhere. Um, there's quite a few that, that have not really. Uh, uh, I mean, Matthew Cleveland, obviously. I think yeah. Jalen Tyson is still. Yeah, so there's some big me. names. And, and like we said, there are players entering right now that are talented too. So stuff is still happening to category five's point, though. If Nigel and Dorchad go, then we are. Uh... I, d- I did the mental exercise. It would be uh, be starting Bensley and Wooga and, and Chris Watson and. AJ Casey and question mark, I think is our starting five at this, at that point. And question uh, mark. I mean, we still, we do still have a, like in theory, if, if, um, if we didn't, obviously we have to get more players. So we don't even have to like really run a full team out there, but right now we would start what Nigel, either George or Watson. We actually haven't actually, we haven't talked about <laughs> Keyshawn George either. Yeah, I know. I was gonna ask you. Yeah, you yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about him in a second. But he, he or or Chris Watson would start the two. We'll get the three. Probably Casey at the four at this point. If 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 we don't bring anyone else, in, which obviously we're going to, and Norchad at the five. That's not a great starting line, but it's not bad. And with some development, it could actually be good. Yeah. <laughs> but without Nigel and Norchad, it's bad. Like there's no, <laughs> there's kidding to fill a team out. So yeah, that that's definitely true in category five. Gotta hope hope those two don't. Don't go. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I wonder. I know you 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 tend to do a lot of our for, for the show, not just not just with me, but for Melissa as well. Do the uh, do a lot of the the film breakdown and stuff. So I know it's hard to find find what anything find. to anything on, on Keyshawn George, but any any initial thoughts on him? Yeah. So I feel like it's almost like you got to go back and watch his like you're watching like AYSO or something like old school like. <laughs> clips and whatnot but no i really like the kid um someone that i didn't know uh once he committed and stuff obviously more of an international guy i follow more high school recruits and stuff but impressive i mean i think he grew it was over 10 inches over three years right yeah so you can see that he has those like point guard skills even at his size at six 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 seven depending on what you look at so you know, super interesting player. I like the way that he plays the pick and roll. Uh, pretty elite at it. That's something that Isaiah Wong was really good at and really, you know, excelled at in this in this offense. So I think that's something that would help him right off the gate. And I really like the patience he plays with too. Like he's not going to try to just like blow by you to score. He's going to use angles really well. He's going to try to create space in different ways. Um, and, you know, that's a key thing in terms of like limiting turnovers as well. And I think just in general, like his shooting too, really impressed me. I really liked his shot. Uh, I think he's someone that can consistently knock down that three-point shot. And, you know, based on what I've heard, I think that he's more of a contributor in his first year than people realize. He's he's older too, right? Yeah, he's. I believe he's 19 now. Yeah, I think right? he'll be 20 in the middle of next season. Or yeah. Like that, so, yeah. And so I, I wouldn't look at this as so much as like a new like high school recruits just coming in, you know, as like a freshman. This guy's more polished than a high school recruit, right? 
So I see him making an immediate impact. I don't know if that's starting. I don't know if that's a key player off the bench, but I think it's one of the two. Yeah. And, and, you know, just a word to the wise, to everyone out there. Um, he's as an international player, he's not really rated on a lot of recruiting sites. So now if you pull yeah. up our recruiting rankings, you know, when you add a zero star player to your average, it tanks your ranking. So, um, which is stupid, which, which, which is so on a lot of the recruiting sites. Now we will be rated as half a Nwoko because, because <laughs> you get zero credit for George, but he counts as another player. So now when they do like average stars and all that, it's, Zero plus, I think, was like a three or four star. So you end up having two players averaging out to like one and a half stars, and that's a horrible recruiting class. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so don't 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 read don't don't read too much into that type of stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I looked at a couple of highlight YouTube reels of his. There was no; those are so. I mean, those are obviously edited for for effect, so it's hard to get you know the better the better YouTube highlights are the ones where they're kind of like game game action where you can actually like, see the. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, so you can... to, to be honest, I really like watching full games because like then you see, OK, this is how they play help side defense. Are they actually going to be a reliable defender? Um, you know, how do they score? You know, you don't just see the clip of them just shooting a jump shot yeah. and that's it, you know, or just making a layup. You see everything that went into it. Right. So we got none of that here, <laughs> so, <laughs> at least as far as I can see. Uh, I, I looked could find nothing so yeah we're yeah. Kind of just going off of a couple of very short highlight clips and like you said kind of just reading scouting reports no um, absolutely so yeah but I, I still think like you said he's he's, he's older he's, he's i think ready to contribute right away and it, again depending on who we get in the portal maybe even yeah. start um he could be a starter at, at shooting guard if we only get i mean there's multiple ways that this can go right if we get a starting quality power four and a starting quality shooting guard that'll be the starting five right if we don't we do have options like either either george or watson can definitely start at shooting guard like they're good enough to do that how so, crazy it is to have two guards that are six seven <laughs> that can start at the two like yeah no they, they, yeah it's a good point <laughs> all of a sudden we'll be big and we're trying to be the shortest player on the <laughs> <laughs> uh but so i mean that would so, be hilarious if he was the second shortest player like yeah, you know pack like is starting and then him yeah <laughs> but so so i mean there's but obviously we're hoping to get you know someone that's or season to come and start right away and bring those guys off the bench as yeah. contributors but there but at, i think again i still think the folk, the power forward position is It's not it's not there right now. We definitely need a starter there, I think. Yeah. Are you still on the boat of, you know, getting a stretch four? I think so, unless Coach L knows Norchad is leaving and that's a rethink, right? But if you yeah. if you if you think he's coming back, he needs you cannot have the four bringing his defender to Norchad. You, you gotta stretch the floor out, and 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 Jordan Miller wasn't like a traditional stretch four, but he occupied multiple defenders, so it's like he, he created the same effect. Like you weren't guarding him one on one, or he was gonna score. So, um, so he gave in that way. He gave the space 
But I uh, just to be blunt, I don't think we're going to get someone as talented as Jordan Miller in there. So no, I think you try so, to find yeah. So it's, I think the the way you can create some of the same effect is okay. This guy is like a knockdown three point shooter. You have to stay out on him, and that's where you can create the floor spacing. Yeah. Right, where, where where are you at on that? No, I agree with that. I think someone like you know Melissa loves to say like Kenny Kaji. Or, you know, even Sam Wardenberg, they're kind of different players, but both of them, you know, were good shooters. Both of them could put the ball on the floor. Sam, I can't remember how Kenny was with this, but Sam was a really good passer. He had some of the best, like, lead passes into cuts um, from a big man. So, you know, having yeah. a little bit of versatility in that regard. I mean, Kenny Kaji, I, I also don't remember, but... What a dramatically different offense. It was all pick and roll. It was all pick yeah. and roll. So he wasn't really in a situation where which we now changed a few he, years too early. Yeah. Yeah, to to play in the at the next level. But but now we're now we're now it's all player and ball movement. Like we don't it, back then it was everything was pick and roll. Yeah. And so that fit his game perfectly in terms of um you know, he could because he could pick and pop or get to the rim, but I don't think he had to do much ball handling. Yeah, uh, and and certainly not like passing it, the extent. I mean, he had a pretty decent dribble drive game, especially for the uh, for college. he could he could drive by you if you overplayed him on the shot, right? right but it was all set up by pick and roll stuff, and I yeah, I, uh, we don't. I can't remember. I mean, we obviously set screens, but we're not really running that at pick and roll game anymore. It's all. It's more handoffs too. It's, it's handoff. Like, it's isolations. It's ball and player movement. We're spacing the floor out and and picking and doing doing pick and rolls actually compresses the floor. So it's kind of. You know, are you in a construction site? What's happening? No, they're they're uh <laughs> they're like trimming trees in front of my house, and I have to have the window open because it's like it's super hot in here. <laughs> I didn't think it, it's that loud. Oh, it is bad. I, I've been hearing it for what about five minutes now, and finally like, oh, I should geez. say something because I know our listeners can hear it. No, it's not a big deal. I'm you're, sorry. You're, you're still, you're still, uh, you're still uh, audible. We can, we can still hear you. It's just, uh, yeah. I was like, okay, I, I want everyone to, uh, to know they're not going crazy. Yes, we can hear that. All right. So I guess off the wall question. Um, okay. So outside, is there anyone in the portal, and you know. You mentioned look for Miami Tizer. Is there anyone that you're that you're looking at or um I'll be honest with you, I think I don't even this is just like shots in the dark. So obviously besides Matthew Cleveland, because that's the person that we've been in. I'm gonna ask you about him most. in a second, but um yeah. So I guess even just just even even if it's not like uh we because obviously we have no idea where any of these guys are going and, and there's no other just to be clear, other than than Matt Cleveland. There's no other even rumored players to Miami, which doesn't mean anything because, like you said, Keyshawn George all of a sudden is <laughs> is yeah. here. And a lot of the times when we nab players, there's no rumors at all. It's just all of a sudden they're like announcement that they've committed. So that doesn't mean anything. Um, but is there anyone like that you've seen pop in as like, oh, I really like that guy? Or are you still kind of just wait and see on this? It's still kind of wait and see. I know uh, Tanner Holden was a name that I told you. I think was it before the show even started? Yeah, I um, think so. he entered the portal today from Ohio State. He put up it was only like four points per game, but he didn't really get an opportunity at Ohio, Ohio State. 
Uh, he was a transfer from, uh, I want to say Wright State. It was a small mid-major, but he put up like 20 a game. He was someone, he's a 6'5 guard. Uh, I think he would kind of fit. He can shoot the three and whatnot. No connection to Miami at all. That's just like one of the more recent names. I haven't seen a lot of guys that I would think, because I'm thinking right out the gate, like a starting guard, right? Right. From coming from that perspective. Besides him, I haven't really even seen, and I'm not 100% sold on him. I haven't watched clips of him like at Ohio State. I just remember from when he entered the portal at Wright State, and he was a name uh, that I was watching. But besides him, no, not not necessarily, to be honest with you. Yeah, but another another is... another shooting guard that Melissa and I talked about was Tyron Lawrence out of Vanderbilt. He just yeah. entered the portal. His numbers are off the charts. Yeah, um, did he? Oh, he just entered the portal. He just entered the portal yesterday or Monday. Um, so don't know. The only reason we brought him up is I, I'll be blunt. I googled, or I'll be transparent. I googled Tyron Lawrence Miami, and there was a snippet in an article saying you'd be a perfect fit for Miami systems. I was like, well, let's talk about this kid. But I have there's no indication he's even considering us. So um, yeah. I know that there was a guard from Gonzaga. I think his name is like Hunter Salas. He I think was like he a rotation. committed. I thought he oh, he did commit today. somewhere. Someone oh, on Gonzaga great. committed. There was a lot of commits today. Um, I know Severe Wheeler committed to Washington. Um, no, it was someone was on Gonzaga. I think committed to the ACC. I want to say because <laughs> I remember thinking, "Oh, that's interesting. We're going to play this." I, I, I there was a flurry of commits this afternoon. Um, and I probably should have done more research for the show. Um, I'll I'll pull that up in a second. But um, or if it looks like you're pulling it up now, so I can figure that out. Uh, oh um, no, I was trying to figure out. There was another name too. There was a guy from um, from uh, Oklahoma State to a guard, but I can't remember his name that I had kind of looked at as well. That was in the portal. I don't know if he committed anywhere, but um, he was someone as well. Um. No, but who are we talking about? Hunter Salas? I think so. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking for... There was a Gonzaga player that committed. This is like... Yeah, Hunter Salas committed to Wake Forest. That's what it was. That's what it was then. Yeah, Damn. to Wake Forest. Oh, uh, you know he's going to... You know he's going to light us up then. He went, transfers. To, he, he went to Wake Forest. There's some other ACC news. Um... um Oh, uh, what's his name? JJ Starling, the Notre Dame kid, uh, went oh, to yeah. uh, Syracuse. Oh, wait, this is old. Why is this pinned? That happened like a month ago. Um, okay, well, here's some Puff Johnson left the ACC, went to Penn State. Yeah, he went to Penn State. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that there was a transfer from um... – uh usc i just don't know if he committed somewhere he was like an oversized guard he was someone i looked at initially but i hadn't looked him up in a long time trey white sounds familiar um yeah trey white he was a freshman last season he's six seven averaged like nine a game did he commit anywhere no not yet if, you know, if we keep naming enough kids, eventually one of them will one be of them. true. Yeah. <laughs> <they can laughs> say, oh, you heard it here first. 
Yeah, exactly. It's just we can, we can selectively clip it. Forget all the other names we mentioned that ended up being wrong and not, not coming here. We just get that one name right, and then we'll just clip it up. Let's just list all, like, 2,000-whatever yeah. names. Next week, we'll just read the portal off and all the <laughs> names that are there. All right, so as we kind of head towards wrapping up here, I'm going to ask you the same question Melissa asked me yesterday. Um, it's on it's on Matt Cleveland. I told you I was going to circle back to him. Um, oh, okay. What are your, what's your feelings? There's down to three schools, Miami, uh, Auburn, Auburn, and Missouri. Those yeah. are his three. What are, what are your feelings on – she asked me to give a percentage. Uh, what percent chance do you think he comes to Miami? Dude, I, I have no idea what to feel about this. It's just so weird. Like, like a prominent – like a key player from FSU transferring to – to Miami. So, so I'll tell you what I told Melissa about that. Because I actually gave him a high number. I think it was like 75 or 80 percent. The reason yeah. I said that is the reasons we say he shouldn't come to Miami are it's a rival, it'd be yeah. weird, all that. How did we make his top three then? That's because he had he started with like 20 schools. You remember when he when, <laughs> when he first uh when he first entered the portal, he had like a list of a bunch of schools that contacted him that he released. And then it cut down to three and we're still in there. Now, it could be what Coach L was talking about with keep us in there for the NIL money. He's really just deciding between, you know, which type of tiger he wants to be. Um, so there, there could be that. But if he's actually seriously interested in us, I'm assuming he's overcome the, the, the oh, they're a rival type of thing. Uh, yeah. But, it's just it wasn't necessarily about him and his decision making. It's just so, like, crazy and weird to me. But I'm gonna hold you to it. She made me make a number up, and she made one up too. So I will say, I I do feel good about it, just because of where we are at as a program. Um, I think it's between us and Auburn, to be 100 percent honest. Just I mean, I don't know anything, but if I was to guess, I know Missouri has a really good coach in uh, Dennis Gates and stuff. He's like gonna turn around that program, I believe. But he's from Georgia, right? Matthew Cleveland. Yeah, he's from Georgia. I think it's either us or all. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like sixty three percent. Wow, you went that specific. Sixty three. Yeah, sixty three. It felt like a good that's, that's number. It's a good number. It's definitely a good number. Yeah, like, I know he's, he's on his visit right now. I think to Auburn, isn't he? Yeah. So this is this is a nervous times for us. I know. I'm gonna look him up on. Did Instagram he visit? Did he visit here? Yeah. Yeah, he did. It was and a couple Missouri, weeks ago. Missouri as well. Missouri, I'm not sure. I, mean, I know, I know, he visited several weeks ago because he hit a game-winning shot against us. But <laughs> he was on campus in, in March. He's been Is on our March campus. The most? I think it was February. Yeah, he's definitely been on campus. We're we're in other colors, but he's been on campus. Um, okay, well, yeah. So like, we we basically did a similar thing last night where we broke down like Miami, Auburn, and at the end was, was like, watch how pick Missouri now. So maybe that'll end up being the. Uh, the uh the way this goes after we kind of dismiss them as an option um all right man well are we gonna see you next week or is it gonna be wedding fever at that point it's probably gonna be pretty intense for you right uh we'll chalk it up as a tbd all right all right it's gonna be yeah. a game time coach's decision by coach we mean your fiance so yeah um... well only because it might rain on our wedding day so it might be yeah and it's an outdoor venue so we might oh. have a lot of planning so what do you have to do in that situation then? If it... We would have to get like a giant tent. Uh, you can do that. I know it tent. would just suck. 
done the giant tent thing for for occasions before when we're doing out because Miami is I'm sort of saying in California you do like everything outdoor. Yeah, and then it's like, oh crap, it's gonna rain. Oh, we gotta rent a giant tent. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll obviously talk offline. But if I don't talk to you on a stream before uh, the big day, congratulations, man. Good luck. And we'll definitely we won't interrupt your honeymoon, but you you will be back to uh to uh to co-host with us and. You know, maybe when we when we welcome you back from that, you'll uh, it'll be a three person show, and you can finally align the the stars will align, and the yeah, three of us can awesome. finally get on a show again. But <laughs> see you next week, great. If if I don't, good luck and congratulations again. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. It was a good time as always. Yep. All right, we'll talk at some point in the future. Sounds good, man. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. Six rings can't show. <laughs> you know. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must have travel shoes have a lighter than air feel and barely there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.